Well, hello, it's season five, and we are super excited that you are here as we dig into one of my favorite subjects. This season, we will be chatting with some amazingly smart and influential people in and around the arts and entertainment industry about something I like to call the inner critic. Who is this mean voice that constantly tries to stop us? And how do we confront it and kick it out of our way? From therapists to deliverance ministers to fashion icons and entrepreneurial geniuses, we are going to talk about that inner voice that wants to stop our creative passions and hinder our ability to shift culture. Head on over to my website, lindsaymorgan.co, and use the promo code LOVE for 50% off the Crushing Your Inner Critic Masterclass. And now, let's get to that conversation with this week's incredible guests about their journey with The Inner Critic. The Inner Critic is that inner voice, which is really just your thoughts, but I use the word voice so that we can start to distinguish the difference in our thoughts. Somebody I love so much Joyce Meyer always says, are you thinking about what you're thinking about? I know it seems tedious in a world where we have tons of things to do, and not everyone has time to sit around and think, probably as much as I do, if I'm honest, but it's part of my work, so that's why I do it, but we have to catch the little foxes in our mind that want to get in the way of our relationship with God. It actually talks about this in Song of Solomons. It says, will you catch the little foxes that get in the way of our love? And then it says, let's do it together, which I think is a beautiful invitation of the Lord saying, hey, there's some thoughts in that pretty little head if you're a gal or that or that studly little mind <laughs> um, for a guy that are getting in the way of my of our love and God's gonna love us God already does love us so much there is nothing we can do to stop his love but there are things that we can do or not do that stop us from receiving his love or stop us from really being able to love him back, having the capacity to love him back. And, and, you know, he talks so much in scripture about love being the main thing. Love is, is more than hope. Love is more than faith. Love is the most important thing. And we know that in scripture, it says God is love. It doesn't say God is the best at love. It doesn't say God created love. I mean, I know God did, but I'm just saying like, it says God is love. God is love. I remember years ago, had to been 10 years ago now, I was so curious, like, what does love really mean? Like, I don't know, guys, I'm the kind of girl I love Delilah growing up. Do you guys remember Delilah? Like the radio show Delilah Lady? I loved her. She was a sweet woman. She like had adopted all these children. I mean, I don't know her whole story. I just sort of remember pieces and parts of it. And she had a radio show. And I lived in a small town in Ohio. I grew up in a small town in Ohio. 
and my little junior high school boyfriend and I, we used to call into Delilah and request songs for the other person. It was uh, the cutest thing ever, ever on the planet. Like, I love it. And, um, and I hadn't thought about that for a long, 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 long time, but I've always kind of loved love. I think all of us are created for love and we experience love in different ways throughout our life. Um, some good, some not good. And, you know, other things get involved and then we start to sometimes think, this is love or that's love. You know, I thought codependency was love for a long time. And so, you know, God helps us sort that stuff out. Therapists, I love therapy. Just was at therapy this morning. One of my favorite things. Um, But, you know, I remember about 10 years ago, I'd become a Christian. I asked God, well, I don't even know if I asked God. I think I just wanted to know, like, what is love? I think I did pray about it. Pray, God, what is love? I don't understand. I want to know what love is. And then I remember, not the whole story, but I remember sitting in my bed, Googling, what is love? I wanted to know. I thought, well, Google must know, right? Google knows pretty much everything. And uh, so I, I Google, what is love? And I find a long, long article that like Time Magazine had done years ago, years and years and years and years ago. And you know, Time Magazine's obviously a very respected, legendary um, magazine. So it was definitely one that you know, I was like, okay, I think it popped up at the top of my Google search because they're very respected, you know? And so I read this article and I was really wanting to know. So I was really searching it out. Like, okay, tell me the bottom line. Like, what is love? Tell me the bottom line. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I, I was like, they're just kind of talking in circles. (laughs) And no offense against Time Magazine. I think they're amazing. But this article in particular was just kind of talking in circles. And I just was like, they're not really explaining it. They're, they're not explaining. I mean, they were explaining parts of it, but like it wasn't giving me what I wanted to know, which is like, what is it? What is it? Not what are all of the things surrounding it? Not what are all of the ways it's expressed? Like, what is it? And then I would write articles and articles and articles <clears throat> for my little blog about it. Just like kind of sorting through it you know and and I remember talking about like we use the word love like so flippantly you know we're like I love payday candy bars like I love you know we like love these very like trivial things and yet like love is like the key to life and it's I don't know now I think I understand it more but back then I thought I don't really get it and you know because God is love like I think it's so special that he wants to like help us get to those little foxes that talks about in Song of Solomon, the little foxes that want to come in and get in the way of our love with God. And he says, will you not, like, this is the Lindsay version, okay? I'm doing this from memory. Um, I don't, I have my Bible sitting here, but it's not open to Song of Solomon. Um, But he says, will you Maybe I should open the Song of Psalms. Should I open the Song of Psalms? I kind of feel like I should. Like, Lindsay, you can't just be, like, quoting scripture without, like, knowing really what it says. Okay, okay. Let's open it up. Let's find it. Let's find that little foxes in the Bible. See, Google. So smart. Love it. If I tried to dig it out in my Bible right now, my paper Bible, we would be here for 
a long time and you guys would be super annoyed with me. Okay. Okay. This is so good, you guys. I'm like pumped. Song of Songs. Song of Songs. This is the Passion Translation. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love. For they raid our budding vineyard of love. Okay, what is that saying? They raid the budding vineyard of love. They're getting in the way of love. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. (laughs) Is anyone else like, what? That's so darling. Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, depends how you say it. Uh, Chapter 2, 15 through, well, it's just 15, but it's in the Passion. Check it out in the Passion. Read it, think about it, ask God about it, pray about it, because it's so special. Like, it's one of the most special things that we have with God is that we have a loving God. That's, that's just unusual, you know, like he's a powerful God. Yes. You know, like he's, he's all knowing. Yes. Like he's, he's all of these things. But I, if we miss love, if we miss that he's a loving God, it's kind of a bummer. Cause that's like the best part, right? Like He's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, but we don't always understand why things happen. Um, Obviously, life is not perfect. None of us have lived a perfect life. None of us have gone through life without pain. Like, So it's like, okay, I don't really understand everything, but the fact that he loves me is so comforting. Even when I'm being very unlovable, even when I'm doing all of the bad things that I definitely used to do, he still loved me just the same. Like his love didn't change based on my behavior. Now we know that some things do affect, you know, our behavior does affect certain things um, in life. And there are circumstances, you know, there are circumstances that we have to deal with if we have, you know, be certain behavior there are certain outcomes that we're gonna have to deal with but when it comes to love and it comes to God's love in the good times in the bad times in the times we're just really ticked to him because like something bad happened and we're angry he still loves us the same and that is the biggest gift and the reason I'm talking about love is because actually in our upcoming season that's going to be our theme it's going to be amazing We are going to talk to some of the most interesting people, all different aspects of of love, not all about relational love, because there's a lot of different ways to experience love um, through beauty and romance and things like that. But that is going to be our subject for next season. And so I, I wanted to talk today about what gets in the way of love. 
And why did we talk about the inner critic in this past season? Like, you know, some people just look at me a little sideways when I talk about it. Like they literally have no idea what I'm talking about or they think I'm crazy. But hey, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I really care more about what God thinks than people. Now look, I'm human. I care what people think a lot. But I just have to kind of be like, it's fine. Um, you know, either I am crazy or they don't get it. We'll see, right? <laughs> But the reason I felt like the Lord asked me, Lindsay, will you do it on the inner critic? What I heard him say is, will you do an expose on the inner critic? What's an expose? An expose is something that you expose. We want to expose that there is something that's like a little fox that's that's raiding the budding vineyard of love between God and his people. And it's the inner critic. It's these thoughts that come to us and tell us otherwise in all kinds of different ways. And I could not even sit here long enough to explain to you everything the inner critic said to me, even over the past year of my life, you know, or the past 10 years of my life. Like, it's it's kind of an ongoing thing. Now, God has given me some tools. Uh, some of you have purchased and taken the Crushing Your Inner Critic master class you've sent me testimonies and said it's really it's really helped you not only realize like okay not all these thoughts are mine but I also teach you how to uh what I call script with God and you know really kind of take some of those mean thoughts to God and ask him what he thinks right all that is is replacing a lie with the truth so there's usually a lie that comes in to tell us something for Georgie it was you're not looking pretty you're not gonna get this part that was the lie right? She realized that's not herself saying that to herself. That is like either a part of herself that doesn't like herself, which we all struggle with, or it's the father of lies more than likely. The father of lies is biblical. He's in the Bible. (laughs) He lies to us. It's what he does. It's his job. My old therapist said, Lindsay, if he didn't lie to you, he wouldn't be a good devil. I was like, touche. Very true. So it's just kind of a fact and we don't have to like be scared of it or worry, but we just have to like be aware, you know, awareness, usually 95% of the healing, right? So that's why we had to do an expose on the inner critic before we could actually talk about love because a lot of times there is some what I call ouchies or pain, un processed pain, some ouchies, bad things that have happened to you in life. Bad things happen to everyone in life. The more people I know, the more stories I hear, I'm like, holy crap, you know, it's crazy. But I've also seen those same people that have intense stories, like like being like locked in cages as children. Like I'm talking like not a few bad things. You know, we've all had a few bad things, but then like there are real bad things, right? Like being locked in a cage as a child. Like I'm sorry, that's a little different, you know, like as a foster child or whatnot. That's a different story. So not to compare pain, but the point is, is we all have pain. We all have ouchies. We've all been through life and it has not been easy in a lot of ways. In some ways it's been glorious, you know, it's great. But If we don't realize that some of the mean thoughts that we have towards ourselves, or some ways that the enemy kind of gets in and just continues to, you know, blab on about mean things like he does to us, 
if we don't realize that some of that comes from pain in our life, some of it comes from what I call ouchies, they're ouchies in your soul. They're ouchies in your mind, your will, your emotions. And we, the Bible says we prosper as our soul prospers. If our soul is hurting, it's going to be hard for us to prosper in life. And I'm not talking just about money. I'm just talking about prosper in life. Like just like, you know, like, like what not feel stuck and like, you know what I mean? Be able to like move and grow and develop. Like you get stuck because you've got soul ouchies, you know? And I know you're probably like, well, what do I do? You know, but the point is, is that love is what is going to heal that. But if you don't let love in, <laughs> which hello, the title of my book, God was like, Lindsay, write this book because this is your biggest problem. But anyway, you know, if you don't like let God's love in and learn to cultivate a relationship with him, like those ouchies, they are going to just cause problems. They just are. They're going to cause like those thoughts to come. They're going to cause, you know, different things to happen. So it's just really important. And when I say things happen, I don't mean like they're going to cause bad things to happen. I used to kind of think that it was weird. It's not true. But it's going to cause you to hold yourself back. It's really more about you than it is some cosmic force. It's going to like cause something to happen. It's actually you causing problems for yourself. You know, like I've caused a lot of problems for myself in my life. A lot. Not as much, you know, in my 30s and 40s, but definitely in my 20s, which then ran over into my 30s and 40s. And like, then you got to sort it out later. And so it's like, just catch the little foxes like with God, you know, kind of while they're happening. And, you know, for an example, um, <clears throat> recently, I I got really angry about something someone said to me. And I really, I don't experience a ton of anger. And I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was just like, what was that, you know? And <clears throat> what was interesting is even before I talked to my therapist, you know, I was, I was asking God. I mean, look, God says he's the counselor. Like, we all have a counselor who lives inside of us. That's like hashtag amazing. And so, you know, but I like therapy too. Come on, I can't get enough. But sometimes God has to be like, we're done with therapy, Lindsay. You, got, <laughs> you can get a little addicted, you know. <laughs> you got to listen to God always. But, you know, God, I, I was walking and trying to sort through, why did this cause me so much anger? Like, what's the big deal? Like, where's the root? What's the problem? And... And I, I got, I prayed, I said a little prayer. It wasn't like a 17 minute prayer. It was a couple minutes or like a couple seconds. Like, Lord, help me. Like, what is the issue here? And then all of a sudden I got this like, you know, light bulb off in my brain, which I feel like is often the Lord. And, and it was this thought of like, oh, because I think that if I don't do what this person's telling me to do, that I will ruin my entire life because I've been doing what I think I need to do and I don't feel like I'm prospering financially. And and so I thought, I had this lie that said, you better go do that because that's the only way you're going to prosper. And the truth behind it all was is that I didn't trust myself. And I know you're like, okay, Lens, you're getting into all these different things. But what I'm trying to say to you is that Sometimes when an emotion comes up like anger or sadness, you don't need to like be like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. That's what I always do. <gasps> I'm sad. Something's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Da -da 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 -da. 
ah, is it my hormones? Is it this? Is it that? You know, it's like, I don't know, just take a chill pill, okay? And not like a literal pill. I mean, you can if you want to. I'm just saying, I'm talking about, like, I'm just being funny, like metaphorical. But like, take a chill pill, like, take a breath and ask yourself, why do I feel angry about that? Like, question your emotion. And then question the lie that you may be believing that's underneath that emotion. Okay, I feel angry because I feel like this person's trying to control me. Okay, and then what's the lie underneath that? Oh, if I don't do what they're telling me, my whole life is going to fall apart because I've been doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing and I am not prospering. So I must be doing something wrong. Do you see how there were like three little lies underneath that emotion? I mean, it really gave me insight into why I felt the way I felt. Now, it didn't clear up right away, you know, kind of just still kind of my brain. And here's the thing. If you're um, an external processor like me, you you need to talk that through. I do a lot of journaling with God. You know, I journal with God and it's like I'm talking to him. So it's like very external for me. But if you're an internal processor, you might just need to sort that in, you know, within yourself. I think writing for either, though, is really healthy. Um, helps you process. Also, walking is very healthy. It helps you process your emotions. Um, but then it wasn't until I got to talk to my therapist and be real about my emotion. And she's really teaching me about... Um, Lindsay, you don't give sad Lindsay a lot of room or you don't give angry Lindsay a lot of room. And the lie behind that one, guys, was that I was like, well, people don't like sad Lindsay or people don't like angry Lindsay. People only like fun, happy Lindsay. And guess what? That was a lie because <laughs> we're all human and we all have emotions. Um, and so, yeah, we don't want to be led by our emotions. That's unpleasant to be around. But like, we have to give ourselves space for emotions. So the reason I talk about emotions is because sometimes they can be a clue into the little fox that's, that's you know, raiding the budding vineyard. Does that make sense? So these are some thoughts uh, to percolate, percolate on. Um, this is a piece of the inner critic that I really feel like the Lord wanted to be exposed. Um, he wanted exposure on the mean voice in our head that is just holding us back and causing us to, you know, the word self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is basically just like holding yourself back from doing something that would be good for you or that would bring you joy or you know peace or something it's where you you don't feel worthy of it you don't feel good enough for it so you reject it in a way and we come up with all these fancy terms I mean then our critics a fancy term so I get it I like fancy terms but but sometimes we just need to simplify things and kind of get back to the basics and it will help a lot you know so that's what I wanted to say on today's episode I love you guys I'm going to pray for us um, yeah, I don't have exact dates for you on when the, uh, new season is starting, but we are going to be talking 
uh, to some more just incredible people. I just, I don't know why God gives me favor with just the most interesting people, but probably part of living in the city, there's just a lot of interesting people doing like really different things, you know? And so it's fun to talk to them, but we're going to talk about this subject of love, but in a little different way. So don't worry, it'll be great. But wouldn't it be fun to do like Delilah style, you know, where we could like call in and like play songs for one another like dedicate songs I just love that that was so cute anyway so back to back to Jesus um but somebody email me and tell me if you love Delilah okay because she's so amazing like somebody's got to love Delilah out there I just love Delilah oh my gosh I wonder if she's still alive I wonder if we could get her on the podcast we should totally try (gasps) that'd be so fun if anyone knows Delilah call me Um, that would be so fun. Oh, and sorry, I almost forgot this. Goodness gracious. Okay. So Crushing the Inner Critic is still out there. It's on sale. It's not going to be for much longer. Um, I know I I kept saying it was going off sale and then to be, to be really honest with you, I just didn't have time to go in and change it. So it's still on sale. So, um, you know me, hashtag like to be honest, but, but also I'm getting ready to do the Letting Love In workshop. It's going to be amazing. It's free. Uh, all you have to do is text me your email. And I'll put the phone number in the show notes. Um, or you can email me or call me. Whatever. Whatever you know. Um, well, don't call me because I might miss your call. And I don't check my voicemail. Anyway, too much information, Lindsay. But definitely text me. I'll put the phone number in the show notes. Or you can email me. Or you can like direct message me on Instagram or Facebook. How about we stick to those four? Um, and then, yeah, I'll get you a link and we will have a bunch of fun, a bunch of fun. There's already an amazing group, uh, read, like signed up and excited about it. And so it's going to be really, really fun. So more, the more the merrier it's free. So come on, come do it. I'm going to pray for us and let you go. All right, Jesus, you are really unbelievable. Like if we really think about it, like You are this amazing God that came to earth to live the human experience as God and as human. And you came because your father wanted his kids back. And we are his kids. And that's kind of incredible and sounds absolutely ridiculous if we think about it. But is very true. And you are supernatural. You came to me in my bedroom And I just pray that you come to every single person and meet them right where they are in a way that they can no longer not believe that you are super real and super way kinder than anyone they've ever met in their whole life. And that you never leave us or forsake us. People leave, they die, but you never, never, never do. You're always there and you're always present and you're always willing to talk and you're always willing to just sit there and hug us or put your hand on our forehead or whatever it is that you know we need and you're a gentleman and you don't force yourself into our lives but you do stand at the door and you knock you knock and you knock and you knock and you knock and you knock you bring countless people across our path to plant seeds and you're patient you're patient for us God and so yeah I just thank you that I don't know who's going to listen to this but I just pray that whoever is listening that they would hear that knock and that they would just give it a shot and open the door and just see how kind and loving and caring you are and how much you love them even 
if they don't love themselves. You don't care. It doesn't stop you. Um, you're not scared, bothered by anything. You're not scared or bothered by anything we've done. Um, you're just not worried about it because you came to cover that sin <laughs> with your blood and it's forever powerful. And so we just thank you, God, that you are God and we are not God and that you have the whole world in the palm of your hands and you have all eternity in the palm of your hands. And we just thank you for your sacrifice and your resurrection and your just supernatural power and your precious love. And I pray for all my friends listening that they would just have um, real clarity in what we talked about tonight, Lord, that they would have clarity on the mean voice that just comes to be mean sometimes. And they don't need to really sort out where it came from or any of that. They can just move forward with you in it. They can say, God, is that you? Of course, it's not you, but they, you're so kind and you can help them. They can just pray like, God, would you help me um, to recognize that voice and to not listen to it? It can be that simple, God. So I just pray for people to recognize that voice isn't, isn't, is not, is not them. It's not you. And that it's, it's not welcome in their mind anymore. It's not welcome in their soul anymore. It's not welcome. And it might come back. It might not just the same. But I pray that you give them uh, strength and wisdom. You say if we lack wisdom, we can come to you and ask for wisdom anytime in James 1.5. And so I just pray wisdom for my friends on how to combat that voice, how to combat about those thoughts. I should call them thoughts. I think when I say voice, it freaks people out. But they're just thoughts. Um, but they're mean thoughts. When they're mean thoughts, that's not coming from how you want them to experience life. You want them to experience love and peace and joy. And anything mean is either coming from an ouchie inside of them that maybe happened when they went through some pain in life. Or, which you can heal up perfectly because you're amazing. So there's so much hope in that. Or it can be coming from the father of lies who does lie to us. And like Mr. Tid told me, Robert Tid, he's one of my therapists, he said, Lindsay, he wouldn't be a good devil if he didn't lie. And that's true. So we just have to recognize that there's a liar who doesn't like us. And uh, it's okay because God loves us and God always wins. So we thank you, Jesus, that you already won. <laughs> you already conquered death. You already conquered uh, the enemy, um, he has no power. And so we thank you that we're covered under your wings and we bless you in your name. I pray. Amen. Amen.